the guys that I brought to yeah. the table qualified. Yeah. Um, he liked them. Like yeah. I thought yeah. they, they, they both, just didn't put an offer in. They both got along well. They were looking for more information. Yeah. And and that in particular, when we've got three offers on the table and somebody's asking, and I've had this and I had some industry guys also looking and they had three pages of spreadsheets that need to be completed, documents that are very, very detailed over multiple years, five, going back five years and and sellers like, I, no. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Not not before an offer's in place. So an offer, let's let's see if there's a deal to even happen based on the information you know now, because we did supply them with some financial information after the meeting. So they should have had enough to at least submit an offer. Welcome back to the Apex Business Advisors podcast. I am your seated host, Andy Cavanaugh, joined as always by the standing host, Doug Hubler. Doug, still standing? Still standing. I think I'm, I'm going to stay this way, probably. There is something, the power play here, standing over you. Yes, you're, you're towering. You, you right. tower over me normally, but it's gotten even That's, worse now that yeah, you are standing a, and I am seated. This is significant. And the right. weird thing, too, is that the chair that I normally sit in, in our recording studio, I feel as if you have lowered <laughs> it. So it's almost like I think next week I'll show up and I'll you're be on the, the floor. You're the broken. Yeah, I'll be on the floor next week sitting uh, <laughs> while you... You, you will bring like a well, two-stepper in here. I'm going to bring a, a yoga <laughs> mat for you. Uh, well, we had some closings this week. We did. Tell us a how great it was. A couple more lined up too, but yeah. we, we do have one that did close. And tell us how great it was people, and people how amazing paid. it was. Gosh, whose who's deal was that that closed? Well, I mean, the you know, it was a Debbie Small deal. Like they all are. <laughs> her name is frequently mentioned. She, her name is frequently mentioned, but I, I'm not sure who was on the other side of that. I, no. I think you was you there. Know. I think there was uh, Andy Cavanaugh. Hey, that's me. Oh, that's me. Look at there. <laughs> that's you. I, uh, got got another one to the finish line. Congratulations. Like, thank you. I like yeah. to look at these things as um, as golf holes. How's that? I just you know was it fairway one. You know, nice drive right down the middle, uh, hit your approach shot within like five feet, putt, get off the, that, okay. that you know, okay. birdie. Um, not, not not an eagle. Not, well, it's a par four. No. <laughs> They're all par <laughs> fours. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually I do. Uh, well, I've got one that's taken a little bit longer, so we'll call that a par five. Okay, uh, um, yeah. But yeah. It should it, probably be a bogey. Yeah, you know, actually we'll come back and talk about this deal next week because there was a lot of moving pieces. Okay. That uh, good idea. Kind of along, it, we started out like I guess to use that golf analogy and just as a preview, uh, we had a really nice drive and then it kind of our, our iron game fell right. off a little bit. Right, might have hit yeah. it into the sand, might have buried it. Got got a little, uh, yeah. So <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. But since we're we're breaking our arms, patting ourselves on the back here, I wanted to talk about your most recent listing. Mm-hmm. Not a yep. done deal. Yeah, no. Not a done no, deal. We're not jinxing it. But I was uh, incredibly impressed, and I will make sure to edit out all With, of these compliments. To uh, me? Yes, I was okay. incredibly impressed by the amount of interest this deal had right out of the gate. And 
We have been very fortunate over the past few weeks that on the day that you presented yours, I don't know if you realize this because you were busy after that as we will talk. Mm-hmm. The day you presented yours, there were three others that were presented. Right. Two of those three also have offers on them. When you, just as a peek behind the curtain, when we get a listing, the first place it gets listed is, the first place it gets presented is to our broker meeting. Mm-hmm. Every right. Tuesday morning, right. we, have a, we have a broker right. meeting, and that's where new listings are out. And then I call it the Tuesday morning scurry, right? where people are chomping at the bit yeah. to get out of that meeting, yeah. and they run back to their office, and they're making phone calls, sending emails. They're trying, make, yeah, they're making notes during the meeting, all, all identifying potential buyers already. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you can you can see people's wheels turning. Yeah, and some people are getting a head start on right. texting or calling right, or right, whatever yeah, yeah. or emailing during the meeting. But you, we have those that meeting, and and we tell sellers the hey, one of the things when you work with Apex, we have fifteen brokers in here, mm-hmm. and. Those 15 brokers are going to be your best resource at selling that, that business because they're going to think of a, a buyer that they have already gotten to know, done their due diligence on, have under non-disclosure. It can be a very fast process to get that person information right, and, and get that person in versus yeah. when we have to, we get a listing, we take it to the brokers, we come up dry, right? relatively new, whatever. Mm-hmm. We go out to the the websites and have to go out to the industry trades or wherever and, and advertise this thing and then have to attract buyers. It takes a little longer process because we have to get to know those buyers and we have right. to get them under non-disclosure and we have to right. make sure that they are screened appropriately to buy the business. So when you have a deal like yours that is um, a, a very solid business, fairly mm-hmm. priced, mm-hmm. attractive for many reasons, you see activity. So how many, yeah. within the first week, how many buyer-seller meetings did you have? I think we had probably, it was seven or eight, and the most of the calls were video video calls. I like to have in-person meetings, but the owner's out of town, so we had, we had video calls or conference calls. But I think, you know, one of the things that you, you mentioned here when we're presenting to at the broker meeting, is not just having a good business from a um, an interesting industry, or we know there's a lot of activity in industry, is having all the pertinent information up front. And some of the deals don't even get to the broker meeting. Some of them are sold so fast because we have all these buyers lined up waiting for deals to come in. So this one in particular worked out pretty well. We had a lot of interest right away. I had a few, but most of the most of the buyers were coming from brokers in the office. Yeah. I know that I presented two and held two meetings. Mm-hmm. I had some, in, I'll, I'll just share some interactions I had. My process is I get out of the meeting, I go through my buyer list and send the CBR out right. cold to people that I think may be interested. One of the guys said, hey, you know, I'm looking through the CBR and I was wondering if I could get this piece of information, this and this. Do they have updated numbers for right. for this and that? I just responded with, he's already got like four buyer-seller meetings set up. Like this is about as, I don't, this is as good as it's going to get. Yeah. Like we're not, yeah. I don't think there's going to be a second version of this CBR. Like 
I don't think this right. thing's going to get rewritten. Right. And I don't think he's going to spend a whole lot of time going back and getting trial balances and yeah. ledger yeah. sheets out of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this one, too, I I'd originally, I think I presented as a draft confidential business review. But because of the interest, you're right. It was There was so much activity, and the seller was so busy just answering calls and questions that there really wasn't an opportunity for me to even go back and make, you know, small adjustments to the CBR. So we were moving on quickly. Which, that was one of the conversation pieces I was having with my buyers is that, and we made the comment on here before that, hey, we don't bluff. Right. If I tell you that there's people on it, there's people yeah. on it. Yeah. So from your perspective, how were you deciding, because there was such interest in this, how were you deciding who... Well, who, who they would meet with. Yeah. So first of all, we're, we're taking as many calls as possible. Seller was pretty flexible on time, which was nice. And because he was out of town, we were able to work with various buyers. And I kept my schedule open so that we could kind of just make them work. You know, when we're choosing who we're going to talk to or who we're going to go next steps with, it was it, there was some of that qualifying. Who's the buyer? What are, what's their financial statement look like? Their resume? And I was getting a lot of those and sharing those with the, with the seller. And so that was helpful. And then, of course, in the meetings themselves, it is basically an interview both ways. Buyers, yeah. buyers interviewing the seller, but the seller's also getting a real good handle on who the, who the potential buyer is. Speaking from the, the two buyers that I submitted, I thought they both did fine. I thought they mm -hmm. both had really good meetings, and they both were interested. Yeah. The issue is, is they were buyers that I have recently been working with and getting to know what are their likes, what are their, mm -hmm. what is their qualification. You know, kind of introducing them to our process. Right. And I really felt like the speed of this one really just kind of was yeah. kind of eliminated them. They, yeah. they just weren't organized. They just weren't ready to to make an offer. The people that you got offers, what were some of the what were some of well, the characteristics that they and, had? And before I get into that, it was one of the other issues here is because there were so many interested people, so many meetings, we had offers pretty quickly. The seller in their mind they're thinking, how many more of these calls do I need to go through? I've got three offers in front of me and I like these folks. I think I might just choose from these three. So I could have set up another eight meetings, but but he's ready to go. He's ready to sell. So the guys that I brought to yeah. the table qualified. Yeah. Um, he liked them. Like yeah. I thought yeah. they, they... They both, just didn't put an offer in. They both got along well. They were looking for more information. Yeah. And, and that in particular, when we've got three offers on the table and somebody's asking, and I've had this and I had some industry guys also looking and they had three pages so spreadsheets that need to be completed documents that are very very detailed over multiple years five going back five years and and sellers like i no yeah i'm not going to do that not not before an offer's in place so an offer let's let's see if there's a deal to even happen based on the information you know now because we did supply them with some financial information after the meeting so they should have had enough to at least submit an offer. Yeah, my guys were 
I don't think they were really asking for more information. I think that they were so new working with us and working with buying a business that they weren't organized enough on their end to mm-hmm. feel comfortable to make that leap. Well, wasn't there also folks who were who were thinking, well, I don't want to be in an auction situation. I mean, okay, now all this interest, so it's they're thinking real yeah. estate. They're thinking, oh, now people are going to be offering ten percent over, twenty percent over, asking, and that's just not how things are done. Yeah, I think uh, one of the guys that I had, I coached him as far as like, he's, hey, here's where I'm thinking my offer would come in. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. I'm going to encourage you to go ahead and put your offer in, but I don't think you should think that your offer is going to be accepted and you're going to be in the running because, to your point, yeah. he's got three full full price offers. Mm-hmm. So now we're yeah. taking money off the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, We're not in a situation where we can start taking 10% over and 20% right. over. We're capped at full offer. Right. So now we're looking at other criteria on how he would select. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't know going into this who the seller is going to choose. We had three. We had great meetings all along, and the three people who put in offers, great people, different situations, different needs on uh, from the buyer and their family, and you know financially what they would need out of a business and what they were able to bring to an offer, financing needs and that kind of thing. So the seller really what it came down to is saying okay i think this person out of the three is most likely to get a deal done i feel comfortable with this person they've got the right experience they've got the financial capabilities so i'm going with this person doesn't mean he didn't like those other two but we just have to think about the likelihood of getting to the closing i'm assuming you have backup offers in place and this is as we mentioned at the top of the the episode. This is not a done deal. This is a work right. in progress. Yeah. Um, just because this person has their offer accepted doesn't mean they're going to get to the right get to the closing table. Yeah. Buyer A falls through. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your next step? Well, what we're going to do is go back. First of all, people who had an offer in place, see if they're still interested, and then of course we're going to be telling all the brokers that it's available, and to you know we may go through another interview process. So maybe there are you know, four other people that didn't even get to the interview who who were interested still. So we'd want to go back to them. Yeah, I think there is value kind of going back to that previous point of going through that offer process. Mm-hmm. I think the using the guys that I had and that just not being organized, I think part of their, their not being organized was they were kind of scared. Scared about what? how do I fill out this form? How do I put a letter of intent in place? How do I do this? Right. And I think that, you know, it's it's oftentimes, you know, going through the interview process gives you mm-hmm. it gives you that experience and you know for the next time that yeah. okay, maybe this maybe this was a great business and yeah. boy, it would have been awesome if they would have been had come to us six months ago yeah. and had gone through the process a little bit. I think bit. that's a big part of it, is they're new to the process a little bit scared, a little unsure of themselves. And some people think, well, I don't want to pay full price for a business. And there's all this activity on it, and I'm going to lose out. Well, there's activity on it to this degree because it's a great business. Yeah. And so 
there's there shouldn't be a lot of fear around this particular deal or should I jump on this deal? Maybe I'm going to pay too much or, or whatever the buyer's uh, worries are. Because even after there's an accepted offer, they have an opportunity to do their due diligence and make sure the numbers are accurate and everything lines up. So, And it goes back to the the point we've talked about in the past about the distressed businesses. Mm -hmm. And we get those calls of people saying, hey, I'm going to make somebody a great deal on this. I'm going to sell it for cheap. Yeah. This this business was over a million dollars and it had tons of people on it. We have businesses that are under a hundred thousand dollars that we haven't received a phone call on in four months. And and it it goes to prove the point that we've been making that people want good businesses. Right. And if you have a good business that, and and this business is as good as it is, there are significant growth opportunities Mm -hmm. that exist in it. Absolutely. Um, That, you know, we have a retiring owner that uh, it's kind of been checked out for a few years, and and I'll I'll just I'll just say that maybe he has some technological challenges <laughs> yeah, getting on right. the phone, <laughs> so, getting on a video call. Yeah, so yeah. you know the fact that you know perhaps he wasn't. I don't know that he was necessarily doing his uh, web presence and his right. uh, search engine not. optimization. I, no, I don't know that no. how optimized his search engine. <laughs> I would say that a buyer is going to have a field day with optimizing <laughs> the website. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing. Like th- this was just kind of one of those perfect storms where the cash flow was there. Yeah. The industry was right. We talked about right. you know, our value drivers, value discounters. Mm-hmm. Seller was in a place where he was ready to to move. You priced yeah. it. You did a great job on the pricing of it. I'll cut out. Thank you. you. Did a great Thank job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no, well, you did a great job on pricing it, and so there was a lot of interest. And that's what happens when a perfect you know, storm comes this, together. This another point to make on this one is I had been in communication with this seller for several years and we had had multiple conversations about what he needed to do to set it up for sale and he he did a pretty good job of that so I knew and I was able to prepare the brokers in the office that I had this coming I knew it was going to be coming it was just a matter of you know the proper timing for the seller so he did a pretty good job of uh, you know, and his expectations were in line. Yeah, all the things yeah. that we talked about over yeah. the last couple Tax of weeks. Tax returns. So any last thoughts before we we put a bow on uh, on this one? I think I think it's just important for buyers to understand that they do need to move quickly on good businesses. That we, you know, these businesses obviously don't last long. Like you said, there were other listings that same day when I brought this mm-hmm. out, and they're already under contract. So don't delay. I mean, we know that there are times that you're on vacation or, you know, think life gets in the way. But if you're really looking for a business, you do need to act pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah, an interesting line that a lot of us use when we're talking to a seller is that we have many more qualified good buyers. Right. Then we have good businesses to sell. Right. If you're if you've got a good business, we can be able to we can help you. And this is one of those things where we had a good business. And mm-hmm. those good qualified buyers, yeah. they were all over it. It would be fair to say that our friend with the pest control is going to have a new comma in his bank account once this thing sells. I, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> so so how should they get a hold of us? They should go to the website, kcapex.com, looking at buying or selling a business. That's the place to go. You can see all the active listings out there, including this one that we talked about today. Still out there. But, still yeah. out there, but uh you're going to be on backup, backup, backup. So 
uh, don't call us on that. <laughs> <laughs> or go ahead and call us. We're going to push you onto something else. But, uh, plenty of uh, plenty of new listings out there. Get in contact with the team. And as always, if you're looking at buying or selling a business, we've got you, fam.